morning and welcome to Pivot and Thrive. This is your host, Kim Shea. I'm a certified retirement counselor and I'm talking today with Teresa Barnes and she's the founder of Barnes Communication Solutions. She talks about hearing awareness. She knows a lot about it and she's an advocate for people who are hard of hearing. She understands how businesses should be doing it and she also understands how you can go about your life trying to make sure that you can hear what you are trying to hear. It's just a improving your quality of life. So I'm asking Teresa on here today to answer a bunch of questions so that we can learn more about it. It's also helpful if you don't have a hearing problem to know what everybody else is dealing with as well. So welcome, Teresa, to the podcast. Thank you very much, Kim, for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell me about your background. How did you get into this field? Well, basically, I was born with hearing loss. And so I don't know if it was the 21-gun salute because loud noise is the number one cause. If it was malnutrition, which I teach classes on that, uh, because my dad was in the Navy, or if it was genetics, my own honest death. But at 22 years old, I got my first set of hearing aids as an ICU, uh, we called them in those days a head nurse or manager now. And I took my children uh, snow skiing up in Mammoth, and I got hit from behind by a very large man and a potential life-threatening accident. And when I came home from that trip, I shared that story with my artist neighbor, and she said, Teresa, they can't see hearing loss. And that's why I came up with this logo here where you can put it on your purse. It's just an ear with a question mark on it. And so you can put it on your purse. You can put it on your passport. You can put it inside your uh, uh, window visor in your car. So you can just point at it so the police officer will know you have a hearing problem. Uh, So it's all about making hearing loss uh, visible. Because 2500 B.C., so a long time ago, the Olmec culture actually had a symbol which is right here if you want to see it, Kim. So just let me know. But it's a symbol where people with hearing loss were considered special. So they wore a symbol on them. They also had it on front of their businesses and out front of the side of their home. So people would know they needed to communicate in a slightly different way because we who can't hear uh, even a little bit, we need certain communication skills to be met. So that's how I got into it. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a safety issue. Room department manager to this. <laughs> okay. It's a safety issue. So that makes sense. You you need to do yeah. this from a safety issue. That's just probably the most basic. And then what have you discovered as you've moved through your life with this? So you, you obviously you had a near miss there. Where you, I mean, you did have an accident, but it didn't turn out to be quite as serious as it could have been. But so what else have you experienced as you're going about living your life, going to restaurants, going to meetings, things like that? Well, for me, my personality before hearing aids, um, I had a low self-esteem. I'll just say what it was. Uh, Wearing hearing aids increased my self-esteem. As far as the Myers-Briggs, I was introverted thinking, judging, sensing type. And afterwards, I'm extroverted thinking, judging, sensing type. And so just that little switch of um, increasing my confidence. And so when I, when I, for me, because I've had hearing loss since birth, it's now labeled as a disability according to the American Disabilities Act in 2008, a communication disability. So for me, I've been able to uh, always rise to a leadership level because of my personality. And then I delegate to other people what needs to be done. And when they come to report to me, I request that they talk face to face that they have the lighting basically on their face so I can lip read easier. <laughs> and then I know that if they, um, if I'm not hearing them, because on your speech banana, if you even have a mild hearing loss, then you're missing your vowels and consonants. So the may day, they way gay, what exactly did they say? And especially if they're talking at 150 miles an hour, it takes a person who has hearing loss a couple seconds longer to understand what the other person has said. So I make fun with it. And I say, to, uh, if, when I'm talking to somebody on customer service, I say, if you keep talking fast, I'm going to give you an ear cop ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that always provokes a laugh. And then if I'm talking to someone in a, another country, just one of the virtual assistants through 
many of the different places, GoDaddy, Apple, Vistaprint, whatever, then I will simply say, I have a hearing loss, so I'm having a hard time understanding your accent. And if they can't slow down or I really can't understand it, then I just request somebody else. And I've never had a problem with that. And in restaurants, I uh, know that it, with the American Disabilities Act, it is a requirement for them to have a hearing accessible space for us because noise is a new discrimination. So I asked for a quiet place or a hearing, as you can see, hearing friendly space. And that means the decibels will be around 72. And I've never had any problem with that either because I've asked for it. <laughs> I, I do know cases where there was a woman that came up to visit her brother in Northern California, and she had uh, the same level I have. I have what's called moderate severe hearing loss, which is like riding around on a flat tire, both ears, 57% flat. So that's what it's like for me every day. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so if you have somebody who's smiling, that may not necessarily mean that they can hear you. They're just tired of asking what, 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 or who, who, who all the time. So, yeah. so at, if, how to find us out is ask open-ended questions. So describe this room to me because we can fake yes or no. It's a 50-50 uh, chance. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's a, so describe something to me. Describe how something feels. And then if they go off into no man's land or no person's land, then you simply realize, oh, maybe they didn't hear me. Let me word it a different way. And try when you can not to use any word that starts with TH, because even a mild hearing loss, a person, and that's 25 decibels, and for lay persons, that's a whisper. Okay, thank you. So, so a kid in school or a person in a retirement center can hear whispers. You know, so I've been in more than one business meeting where they come in and they lean, they whisper, and I think, okay, I can't understand them. But I do have on my telephone an app called Live, L-I-V-E, Transcribe, and it will instantly record that. I also have an app on my phone called Otter, O-T-T-E-R, dot A-I. I turned off my phone, but it can record this um, conversation for us when I'm talking, and I don't do anything, you know, so I don't totally like that. But they do now have a, for the Apple and Android phones, they have right there on your, um, right there on the face of my phone, there's simply a microphone now because it's in beta testing. It doesn't cost anything free. I like the word yeah. free. You click on it and then it will, you, you hit the microphone and you'll start talking. So if you're going to the doctor's office, <laughs> you simply um I like to ask permission you know because that's me yeah um but you know the otter's recording anyway they don't have a clue on that one you know and I didn't know myself but but you simply uh say could you please talk like if you go to a restaurant I've held this up uh even on an airplane where I had live transcribe at the time and I said I'm hard of hearing and deaf you know, can you please talk, you know, talk into this? And then I click the microphone and it's word for word on live transcribe. I went to Maui, not this past December, but the previous one. I taught them about this because you can get special seating on airplanes because own the disability. Ah, okay. <laughs> own it, no, no, no. Own, own, um, own it to your advantage. It is yeah. humbling when people come in in wheelchairs, you know, but... There are only 3.4 million people in wheelchairs. That's all. If you take the John Hopkins extrapolation, we're one in five, and that's 65 million Americans. So on your, you simply go to your airline, you click on accessibilities, you go to your phone settings, you click on accessibilities, and then you look for the word closed captioning. But for your airline, you simply let them, you'll be classified as deaf, Hard of hearing or H-O-H. So that's what it is. And then just own it. And so you get to, you when you go in to check in, you get to sit in special seating. The 
flight attendants and also the people of the desk know that you need extra help so you get to board or first. Pretty nice. <laughs> and I reboarded the plane after I taught them about live transcribe. Then they came to me with it already recorded. They said, we know you are deaf, hard of hearing. You know, I didn't argue about the deaf thing. I figured, okay, it's fine. And um, and they gave me specialized seating that I requested near the windows because I don't like feeling closed in. Mm-hmm. And you're allowed to take a buddy with you. So a girlfriend of mine it has normal hearing. She had to still pay for a plane ticket. But, you know, but she sat next to me. And she's allowed to be a note taker, say, if you go to a conference or a church or a business meeting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and let those people know, too. And they'll give you specialized seatings, you know. And so they came with me with this recorded. We know you're deaf and hard of hearing. If there's an emergency, please stay in your seat and we will come and get you. And then the flight attendant um, had her. um took down her mask because we were still wearing masks then took down her mask and said, what would you like to drink written right here on my phone? So the same thing applies for a restaurant. You simply let the person know you've got a hearing issue and do it all on captioning back and forth, you know? So that's amazing. You're taking notes, I, I, I am <laughs> taking notes. Yes, I am. I'm listening to you. I'm taking notes about what you're saying. So and I'm also yeah. writing down um, some things that you mentioned. I want to make sure I go back because I would like okay. some clarification on them from you. So okay, go ahead. that's that's really good to hear all of that. And um, one thing that I, I'm sure you noticed, there's a lot of people who have hearing issues, but they don't want to do anything about it. They don't want to get help for it. They don't want to wear a device. Uh, their vanity takes in and also I'm guessing denial that people just don't want to deal with it. I understand that. Sometimes I have trouble hearing my kids and I think maybe I should go get checked out or maybe they're just not speaking clearly. So um, how, how do you deal with that? I'm sure you talk to people about that. Yeah, I have. I have written a book called sound advice, tune into listening, you know, so that's one book I have given a lot of keynote uh, addresses where I teach corporations about this topic. So in reference to that, if you lose your hearing, After, I'm going to call adulthood 18, because that's when somebody can sign up for the war, you know, or serve as a a person in the the armed services. So 60% of the Afghan and Iraqi veterans came back with hearing loss. Wow. 60% of them. Yeah. That's huge. So it's not like the old mindset that... (laughs) that, That it's an old person's disease, you know? Um, and so granted, it, the numbers are still one in five from 12 and up using world health standards. So to answer your question, it used to be considered a sign of old age. However, now <laughs> the new four letter word is what, 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 uh, because people who are uh, in denial about the hearing loss oftentimes don't wear them because there's still a stigma attached to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so people like the Hulk, you know, uh, he wears them. People like Bill Clinton wears them. People like Whoopi Goldberg wears them. Uh, And uh, there's a whole long list of celebrities who wear them. And so if you have a hearing loss, then there is a free, there are several free tests. There's MD, so medical doctor, online free hearing tests. So you can test yourself right at home. I've compared my hearing audiology exam with their audiology exam. And then there's also Starkey, which is a United States company. And they have about six different hearing aids <laughs> companies underneath them. But Starkey's the main one. And Bill Austin started that years ago. He was going to become a doctor, medical doctor. But then what happened was, is he helped somebody with his hearing and that took him into this path, you know. Uh-huh. So he's like our hero in the United States, Bill Austin. And then there's Oticon, which is what the military supplies, O-T-I-C-O-N. And then there is Phonak, which is what I wear. And it's a Costco. I got them from Costco. But they're a Switzerland company. So if you do not, you think you're supposed to wear them, but you don't bother to get them, And just like any other medical issue, if for some reason you don't really trust the person that did the test 
or your family is still complaining about you're not being able to hear. There's all kinds of other medical issues that it could be, <laughs> you know, okay, it can be. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole long list. But it takes the average person seven years when they think they need hearing aids to get hearing aids. Wow. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's an average. Okay. 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 But you want to get them as soon as you think you need them. Because what not wearing hearing aids does is it isolates people. It's a known cause of depression. Even um, the Star Trek guy, his name is eluding uh, Shat- me right now. William Shatner. But he's in charge. Who? Is it William Shatner? William Shatner. Okay. Yeah, William Shatner on the set. So workers' compensation issue. So <laughs> along with Robert Redford. But um, he ended up getting uh, it blown out on the, his, his cochlear hair cells got blown out on the set. So he now has what's called uh, tinnitus or tinnitus. And he was contemplating suicide. And there have been many known cases when people have suicide. There's now some solutions for that just so you know. Okay. But it also causes heart problems. It also causes early dementia for the older population, you know, as an over 50 <laughs> new, new parameter yeah. or 55 for AARP. Dementia, Alzheimer's, memory loss, and of course, communication problems like divorce, you mm-hmm. know, because after a while, if you just get so tired of what, 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 um, or the person doesn't respond to you or you can't figure out how to communicate with one another, then oftentimes people don't know how to use clarification communication or to clarify what's been said. And we with hearing loss who are staying in the hearing world, so, you know, rather than going into the deaf world where we do American Sign Language, which would be easier for me, um, then it's exhausting to sit there and figure out, did they say beer, cheer, fear? <laughs> what exactly did they say? Yeah. <laughs> and so even in my own relationship, when I hear something that I know is totally off of target, I say, did you say? And then I say whatever I think they said. And we have evolved to a point where we can both laugh at it and that's the easier approach to take, just laugh at it. So it takes the average person. Because what happens is is the sound goes through your ear at 725 miles per hour. It then hits the, ham- the eardrum, it vibrates. It hits the hammer, the anvil, and the stapes. Those are all replaceable. But they're all, those are bones. But they're also the smallest bones in the body. And when calcium is built up is in your teenage years. So by the time you get to your 70s, if the body needs calcium and you're not eating enough calcium, that body is going to go into your little bones in your ear and take that calcium out. So that's one reason why. But those are all replaceable. Then it hits hits the cochlear and the cochlear has 22,000 hair cells that pop up capture its mechanical energy, converts it to electrical energy, and sends it off to the brain if the auditory nerve is working. Mm, okay. Because okay. so, kids can have normal hearing tests, but the auditory nerve's not working. People can have Meniere's, some people call it disease, some people call it syndrome, but that's just where you have too much fluid in your system. So you want to make sure how much sodium you're taking. And then if if you have a cold, just think of it like um, uh, a lot of water damming up, you know, blocking, I'll use a different word than that word, blocking up the uh, system. And so then therefore the brain organ doesn't, isn't able to translate it as quickly. And all that's done in 0.05 seconds. So hearing is your first sense, it's your last sense, and it's your quickest sense. So if you have somebody who is in coma and you forgot and you're there, you know, as a person who loves them and you have something you want to say, then please keep talking to that person. They might not be able to respond to you, uh, but at the same time, they will hear it. I have a situation with a friend where his wife was unconscious and we did go and we did talk to her 
and he talked to her. I didn't wear a hearing aid that day. I told him, I said, Tom, I was going to suggest you to talk to her. <laughs> so I didn't wear my hearing aids and I had my eyes down so I couldn't read his lips. Mm. Uh, but, but we ended up t talking to her while we did a process called Reiki healing and the woman did wake up. I mean, she did wake up and she's still alive. And this was a couple of years ago. So if you have not worn your hearing aids and you, it's too late now because the nerve has died and everything, you know, it's just not processing. You can get a thing called an F as in Frank, M as in Mary, FM receiver. You can get that on Amazon. You wear this little box on your chest. And it works really great even for people with hearing aids when you're driving in a car, because that's a hard one, mm. <laughs> especially with a hearing person and a non-hearing person. But you just wear the FM receiver like this, and you put the clip on the other person. And the FM receiver will also help you see TV or hear TV. And then, you, of course, on your TV, you use closed captioning, you know, so. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of good information here. And this is all on your website, I presume. Yes. I have I have that. And of course, my email is T as in Teresa, J as in June, B as in Barnes, here, communication. Whoops, whoop, wrong, 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 wrong one. I know you guys can't. So can. just laugh and bear with me. BarnesCommunicationSolution.com. And I'm sure Kim will have that in her show notes. Yes, but I will. TJB at Barnes Communication Solutions. So if you have any questions, just ask me. Uh, but what I'm looking for is I'm looking for opportunities to be able to speak to corporations or to speak to your association so that we can get hearing awareness or hearing loss awareness out there. Because if 20% of us can hear very well, then that means 80% of you hear well. And I would love for anybody who can hear well to keep your hearing because from everybody I've talked to who has had hearing and has lost it, uh, it's just not the same. I mean, for me, I don't know because I've always had hearing loss, you know, but it's just not the same. So try to keep it. So today, amazingly enough, Kim, today is March the 3rd. And I, if I were in an audience, I would say, how many of you know March the 3rd? Let me see by a raise of hand. How many of you know that March the 3rd is World Hearing Day? And the response is usually zero. Yeah. <laughs> so God bless audiology that they haven't gotten that word out there. But there are things like um, there are several different, what I do when I go out to, say, a bar, or I go to a concert, or even sometimes if I'm in a church environment and it's too noisy, uh, I do have what's called decibel X on my phone, so I can record how loud the sound is, no matter what their system says. <laughs> I've had a few discussions about that, but I will wear what's called eargasmic, so it's E-A-R-G-A-S-M. And you can Google that and put a picture on your show notes, but it comes in a little blue box. Mm -hmm. And so it will let 72 decibels come in, which your ears safe, and it will block out the other noise. So you can still hear the person. And because of the way it's designed, it's got little uh, ridges in it. So you don't have that feeling that your ears are occluded because that's one of the problems with hearing aids or earplugs that people feel their ears are plugged. There was a study done a long time ago at San Diego State with psychology students. They gave them the regular old orange earplugs and they stuck them in and they went to McDonald's to order. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, here were a bunch of normal hearing people, you know, college students. And so they went in to order. Number one, they felt imbalanced because your balance system mm. for the geriatric community, your balance system is in your ears. So that's where it's at. It's in the semicircle canal. So you need to make sure you drink enough fluid to keep the fluid moving. But these students did, were, couldn't wait to get back because they couldn't lip, they didn't know how to lip uh. read. <laughs> and they couldn't hear what the person was saying to order. And we didn't have any of the devices back then. So they were just delighted to get back and take out the earplugs because it does cause a sensation. Um, 
but it's the kind of thing that you can also go into a restaurant and uh, there's a very influential, successful restaurant owner that I know personally because my children went to school with her kids, you know. And uh, when she goes to another restaurant, she says she requests a quiet place, a quiet sit- seating area, or what I'm calling a hearing, because she wants to save her hearing, you know. So, I mean, she knows how noisy those restaurants are, you know. Um, and I'm not going to say the name, but, you know, there's only there's a one lot that of them that have a lot of loud music. Well, there's going. one major one in okay. San Diego. Okay. So, yeah, I I was out with somebody yesterday, and I could tell when I'm asking him questions that he's kind of nodding, or he'll say something that has absolutely nothing to do with what I was talking about. So I figured out he's having trouble hearing. So I just went into the restaurant and said, "Could you turn the sound down while we're here for just a little bit, please?" And and we're regulars there, and so they're very nice about it. They turn the sound down, but you know it. it it's supposed to create a fun environment with all this music going in the background and everything. But, um, but people will turn it down generally. I found they're pretty nice about it, but I want to talk about, you've talked about a lot of things here. So I want to make sure we cover them. So talk about saving your hearing. I mean, obviously I think it's obvious to most people that you shouldn't be around a lot of loud music. That's, that's hard on your ears. But when I heard you speak um, last week, you mentioned caffeine being a, a, a detriment to the bones in the ear. Is that right? Well, <laughs> there are some studies that say that coffee is uh, good for hearing. Okay. But what any type of caffeine does across the board is it depletes calcium. Okay. okay. So it depletes calcium from the bone. And so I said coffee because that's what we were drinking last week sure. or the option of drinking, you know. Uh, I, I would recommend that when you go in it to get your blood drawn, that you have request that you have your calcium done and request that you have your zinc level done. Okay. And zinc didn't come up until COVID-19 because of the immune uh, aspect. Of oh, zinc. Yeah. But, they, but they did a study on Japanese women over 50. And so they had hearing before and then they developed hearing loss. And they, uh, and these are two independent studies I'm going to tell you about, but they gave them zinc supplements. And according to their study, then the hearing did return. I'm not saying that it would, but it did return in this study case. And then USC, so right up in Los Angeles, you know, University of Southern California, they ended up uh, going over to India, the country of India, and they did zinc supplement tests or studies on kids with hearing loss. And they got from hearing test one to hearing test two, there were dramatic increases on how well the person could hear. So zinc is something that (laughs) the four basic minerals are um, zinc, folate. Folate can be found in dark chocolate. And that's the 95% cocoa or 85, you know, I like the Trader Joe's for lovers chocolate, you know, just my preference. Uh, But the really dark cocoa, so not milk chocolate, that doesn't do anything. Red wine, because it vasodilates or makes the blood vessels big, like red wine is good for a heart health for the exact same reason, resveratrol. And then, of course, that zinc, you know, because zinc basically coats or covered surrounds the um, cilia inside the um, inside the cochlear. Mm. So that's what it's doing. It's giving an added protection. Wow. Okay. And that's found in things like oysters. You know, I take zinc supplements every day. You know, I mean, you know, just I take a whole little pile of <laughs> supplements. I don't take any meds. You know, not a single med, but I take a lot of supplements. Okay. So that so ear health is something that we. Maybe you can't work on, or maybe we can, but it's worth trying. These are all nutritional things that are good for us, our whole body, not just our ears. So it's worth trying with those. Yeah, I give uh, webinars on uh, several topics pertaining to this. So if any of your listeners would like to be on that list, you know, where I can send you you out an email, then just um, look up even on Instagram at... Teresa with no eight, so T E R E S A Barnes R N. Um, so you can message me on Instagram. 
Then, of course, the email, tjb at uh, Barnes Communication Solutions. And then, of course, you can reach out to Kim. Yes, of course. <laughs> and, but, but, but people don't, a lot of people I've talked to, they don't realize that the ears or organs, just like the heart, just like the lungs, just like the intestines, just like the kidneys and on and on, you know, yeah. um, for some reason they get ignored because the outside is just shaped like a funnel to capture the sound, you know, and then, but it's really the inside mechanism and the connection between this and believe it or not, your nose, because your know, air comes, these are all connected in here mm-hmm. and then to your brain. So it's interesting. It's important. Yeah, yeah, I don't think most people realize all that, or they don't think about it anyway, let's put it that way. So, Well, that's what I'm going to do is, is get this word out there. And any type of alcohol, and even red wine, you don't want to drink too much, you know. But alcohol is depressing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's a depressant. And it's also a diuretic, so it makes you go to the bathroom more, you know. And so consequently, you don't have you. I drank three liters of water every day because another health issue I have. And then also to make sure I get enough water. So nutrition comes in and waste goes out. And the same way with your lungs. The oxygen brings in the air thing to help those cells regrow as they need to. And there is somebody working back in New Jersey on stem cell research for the um, cilia. But they, they're on like year 25 or 26 now, but they still haven't come up with oh, okay. anything. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, at least. But for, but, but for someone who's above, I'll just say above 70, I hope you get your hearing on World Hearing Test, on World Hearing Day, that you go online and get your hearing tested. You know, if you have a vanity thing, then just get your hearing tested. And then if you have money, you can get the uh, the ear, hearing aids inserted in your ears where nobody can see them at all. But if you, Kim is looking at me, and even when I turn sideways, I do have curly hair. Mm-hmm. It does cover my hearing aids. But it's the kind of thing that I want to stay as healthy as I can. Because I'm planning on living at least till 96, and I have a ways to go. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and so I want my my ear health, you know, is like the door to how healthy the rest of me is going to be. Because everybody went through the isolation of COVID, you know, everybody went through that. And so that's what hearing loss does, is it isolates you. So get your hearing tested. And then if, you, if you're strapped for money, And you just don't have any money to pay for these things because why they're not included as part of our, if you're Medicare age, then you get one pair every four years. Oh, wow. Every four years. And then if you, um, if, if you're a veteran, I've met people that are veterans that didn't know this, you get them for free and they're the top brand, just so you know. Mm. And then, and then if you are strapped for money and you're under it, under that age, bracket starkey foundation will help you get hearing aids okay i mean right here in the united states and then also um uh who is the man who had the cochlear that mr trump gave the medal of honor to um he had a radio show oh for bilateral cochlear implant on it uh rush limbaugh Rush okay. Limbaugh. I found out the other day that Rush Limbaugh's wife has a foundation and she will help anybody who needs funds uh, to get even a cochlear implant or wow. um, also hearing aids. There's an organization called Hearing Loss Association of America. It originally was started by a man named Rocky Stone because at 52 or so he started wearing hearing aids. And he realized there were so many questions that people had about that. So they're a national organization. And in San Diego, the president of our association had been wearing cochlear implants for quite a while. February the 28th was cochlear implant day. They call them CIs 
you know, just for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another whole um, topic in itself. Okay. But it's the kind of thing that uh, every person has a right to identify. So I identify as a hard of hearing person who wears hearing aids to help myself hear. Okay. There's another person in that group that they identify as being deaf. And you are legally deaf when your hearing loss is above 70 decibels, you know, so legally deaf. But you're totally deaf (laughs) after it's 90. So you hear those people like Marley Matlin and different people that are out there, basketball players and stuff and football players. They're legally deaf, but they don't say they're legally deaf, but it's just above 70 decibels. Okay. And so what happens is, is, um, but he is a Macy's employees and he has a sign that says, I am deaf. I read lips. And it's a little bit confusing because this man is bald. So you can see his cochlear implant. You can see his hearing aids, uh. <laughs> you, know, you know, but he identifies as being deaf and, it's to most people's advantage if their hearing is to that point to identify as being deaf. And I have identified, oh, and you can go to the Pasadena Rose Bowl Parade for free with your disability. Oh. You just go, you just go on that website and then you acknowledge that you are hard of hearing or identify as deaf or whatever. And then they will, you sit with the other people who have these disabilities. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a humbling experience when you walk in, you know, and you don't have any major malformed oh, yeah. body parts, yeah. you know. But at the same time, you're, there was a man who, his name is Captain John Brogan. He came back with um, no legs. And uh, he came back with shrapnel in his back and in his spine. And then the last issue they fixed was he, his hearing did get blown out. And before then, he was a concert pianist before oh, he joined the Army. Yeah. You know? So, oh, what a shame. So, but no, but he said, according to him, with all the other body parts that they fixed, dealing with hearing loss was the hardest thing for him to deal with. So that's out of somebody's mouth who I, I'm grateful for my hearing loss. Because I know the advantages of it. I can simply, you know, there are jokes about that that say I'm half listening. And then there are jokes about that that say, even though I wear hearing aids, I will pretend like I don't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) So so you just, you just kind of learn to play with it because it is considered a, um, a not hot topic. Mm -hmm. Only now we are a 1.7 Trillion with a T. So T-R-I-L-L-I-O-N, trillion dollar mismarket niche, that how much of that population would you like your business to get? Mm. That's what my business does, Barnes Communication Solutions. We help your business alter your environment just a little bit to help accommodate those 65 other million Americans that have some type of hearing loss. And then also, so you can keep your employees, what to do with that. Because 90% of the death, as in D-E-A-F, babies have hearing parents. And is that because your grandchildren or the millennials are not aware of the fact that sound over 90 decibels can affect the baby in utero? Oh, wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another another oh oh. Never heard you know, that. oh <laughs> there's no studies on that that I've been able to find, but okay. if it but I know there are studies that say the babies can hear in utero. Yes. You know, yes. so you know, yeah, but but ninety this is a uh Dr. Daniel Fink lives up in Hollywood. He was an internal medicine doctor, and then he uh turned around, he went into a new year, his wife's an obstetrician. And he went into a um, New Year's Eve restaurant for celebration. His wife begged and pleaded with him not to go, according to Dr. Fink. (laughs) He's now with the Listen Safe program, which is a World Health Organization program. As an advisor, I'm also on that, you know, almost on that list. But 
he um, he basically, if he had worn something like orgasmics, mm-hmm. <laughs> then maybe he still have his hearing. But he had that tinnitus ringing in all the oh. time. So he's been in many Washington Post um, uh, Washington Post articles about how noise is discrimination. Just like the other day, we heard one of our um, colleagues on the aging committee in Carlsbad for the chamber talk about how in nursing homes or in retirement homes, uh, there's noise discrimination. So if the cafeteria in a hospital, in a retirement center, in the schools, you know, uh, is too noisy, then we can hear with Mm -hmm. our hearing aids, even with all the devices they have. And Dr. Fink called that noise discrimination. That's a good point. And like you, anytime I've asked somebody to turn the volume down, they almost always accommodate, you know? And if they don't, I simply say, are you aware of American Disability Act for Communication Disorders 504.2? And then I smile. (laughs) And then they call their manager out. Then we discuss this, (laughs) you know? But I'm only one person, so I need some help with getting the word out. I appreciate your allowing me to be on your show today so that we can spread the word. But Helen Keller is a woman who is both deaf and blind. This is Women's Month. And she was able to, uh, she, of course, wanted to promote uh, the deaf community and help the deaf culture. And Dr. Carol Patton is a dean at UCSD, where I'm a graduate from. Her parents also were professors at Gallaudet, which is a deaf university. But the time has come where society needs to realize that deaf is a much smaller percentage. There's arguments on that, you know, whether it's one to three, one or three percent of the population, whereas to the hard of hearing are 20 percent. And yet we work in hospitals, we work in chambers, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, we work all over the place. We work as restaurant people. We work as flight attendants. We work as medical doctors. Uh, I know three different emergency room uh, nurses who all wear hearing aids, but you can't see them when you look at them, you know, I I mean, just because I'm in another group. So I know about that. Um, so it's the kind of thing that it's everywhere. So I think we, as people with hard of hearing uh, loss, need to be able to learn to speak up for your for yourself. And if you need any help with that, then I do have a podcast myself called um, called Sound Advice, Hearing Friendly Business Podcast. And there's all kinds of other things to look for that. And of course, I have transcriptions in there. So you can read it nice. <laughs> if you need to, <laughs> you know, so, because um, um, on the radio, I, I have a hard time with that. Okay. Uh, but I know with podcasts, there are caption devices. So if I really get lost and if it's something I'm interested in, then I just click on my phone and have my phone record whatever that podcast is. And then I can read it as I'm going along. That's nice. That's that's nice. Yeah, that's just what I do. Yeah, it's nice to know about those apps because sometimes you're just in a situation where you need need to have the tools. I was just our local target, and the clerk checking the woman out behind me asked her three times, would you like a bag? Would you like a bag? Would you like a bag? And I am a helper. I'm a nurse. (laughs) So so (laughs) I finally got ready to speak up for, you know, and then this woman did whip out her phone and she said, no, I don't want any bags. And then the lady looked at me and I said, well, she's deaf. That's the reason why she didn't respond to you. And I don't know whether she was deaf or hard of hearing, yeah. but, but she did ASL to me. So I figured, okay, since uh, she ASL, she's probably deaf, yeah. you know. And there is an app on your phone called The ASL uh, App. And just so you know, not everybody who is deaf does American Sign Language. There is, um, there's two different schools of thought on this. 
Uh, many of you of the listeners probably remember who Spencer Tracy is, mm-hmm. you know. Well, uh, Spencer Tracy, without carousing around, then his wife, Louise, created a program for their deaf son. And I know sometimes when I say the word deaf, it doesn't sound like D-A-T-H, so D-E-A-F. So up in L.A., and now it's in Long Beach, but it used to be at USC, there was a pro- a program called the John Tracy Clinic. And years ago, they put it in uh, those um, audio things, you know, where they send it out all over the world. So there's a group of people who are deaf who do not use American Sign Language at all, but they lip read. And there's a group of people who are hard of hearing where hearing aids or cochlear implants do not work. They lip read. So I would love to see closed captioning universal everywhere. And that Carol Patton down at UCSD, she said, oh, yeah, we're going to have closed captioning. But every alumni event I've been to, she has her interpreter. I don't have any closed captioning. You know, so I mean, you know, so I mean, it needs it needs to get done. And then there is a new thing within the deaf culture. It's called bye-bye. So they're bilingual, they're bicultural, which means American Sign Language for this group is their first, is their primary language, and English is their second. Oh, okay. Because um, because I had years and years ago through the Deaf uh, Association here in San Diego, he's no longer there, but there was a, do- a psychologist who um, was the director in charge at that time. And the psychological studies they did years ago said that the average reading level for somebody on that only does American Sign Language is, for that time and space, was only the fourth grade. And what it is, is it, it, it's the reason why they have it on TV is the semantics of when you speak. So I would say, would you like to go to the movies with me, Kim? In sign language, I would say, you, me, movies, go. So you you say the least amount of signs that you can mm-hmm. to be more proficient. And then, of course, you're looking at the person, you're all excited. And so uh, my own aunt is deaf, and she rose to the supervisor level, only using American Sign Language. And her communication written skills are superb, you know. So that doesn't apply to all, you know, just um. But the bye-bye bilateral is to elevate the, um, it's to help he- normal hearing people. And there's a school in D.C. called River School. It's to help them, um, it's to help normal hearing people understand what it's like to be deaf. And so they allow hear- normal hearing people to come in and, or hard of hearing people if they want to, but they allow every, you know, anybody that can hear to come in. And then they also, um, and then for the American Sign Language, so to bridge that gap so that their educational level can move up higher. And many of the apps that are created on these phones, <laughs> it's normally a deaf or a hard of hearing person, you know, so there's no lack of intelligence there. Sure. There's just communication, uh, what I like to call hiccups, you know, where people don't really understand it. And, yeah. In Asian countries, they still use the term deaf and dumb, but there is nothing dumb at all. You know, well, just even in Toastmasters four or five years ago, I got asked by an educated woman if that's the terms that we use. So to answer that clearly, you do not. When a person is deaf, you, um, because of Carol Payton, um, PhD, Dean of UCSD, you preferably capitalize the word deaf. When you're referring to it as a health issue, it's lowercase. Well, it's a verb, you know. So, you know. Uh, but if it's if you're referring to somebody, I would say I am deaf with a capital D. Okay. And so that's good to know. You know. Yeah, deaf culture. Yeah, it's good for people to know things, just so we can all be doing things the right way and being politically correct and kind more than and, anything yeah. and considerate. And I personally would like to see our hard of hearing get capitalized too, but we haven't gotten to that point yet. It could so, still happen. I don't really like that term. I know it was created by the deaf in 1969 when that first law got passed for American Disabilities Act. Um, so I would like, and I don't like the term late deaf and adults either because they're not, 
they technically have a, um, in the medical field, we use the word hearing impaired. And that's just because if you're limping, your leg is impaired. It's not working as usual, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just impaired, you know. So, But the deaf and many other people take offense to the word of being called hearing impaired. So okay. you can say you have a hearing impairment, hearing impairment, but you're not hearing impaired. Yeah. So Okay. This is all very, very helpful. Yeah. Probably too much. <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, it's all useful. It's all necessary to know. So it's just hard to remember it all right away, but to learn it, it's just, you know, it's the process of learning. You just keep learning it till you know it. So, but I do want to thank you for coming on the podcast today, Teresa, and you are just a wealth of information and I will have the list of all the different apps and, and devices that you shared and the ways to get in touch with you on the show notes so people can, can go and get more information because I'm sure it was a lot, even if you're listening to get it all down. So I'll have it written down there for you so you can just take a look at it in the show notes. But um, so this has been Teresa Barnes and she's the founder of Barnes Communication Solutions. And um, she, you should check out her website. She really has a lot of information and this is just about learning. Even if you don't have that problem, Um, I know a lot of us will as we get older. It's just part of the aging process, unfortunately. But it's just nice to know what other people are going through around you, even if it's not you. And 20% is a huge number of people. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, But also you can find out other information on here, communication. And then I'm also on LinkedIn, here, Teresa Barnes, RN. Okay, all right, we'll get that all in there. And then I'd like to, when you get this published, I'd like to um, send it to me and I'll get it out to my network. That would be great, of course. Okay, so thank you so much for your time, Teresa. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pivot and Thrive. I hope you learned something and I hope you enjoyed listening to my guest. If you know somebody who you think would make a great guest on the show, would you please contact me? You can go to my website at retirement purposecoach.com and go down to the contact me section and let me know who I should be talking to. Also, if you are in need of a retirement coach yourself, you'd like some help figuring out what your path is or where you're supposed to be going every day with your life, you can contact me there and set up a free 15 to 20 minute consultation. I'd love to talk to you. Have a great day.